great to have you here. Welcome to the podcast. With me and my guests from around the world. Welcome to the Simon Filer podcast. Welcome to this podcast. Let's get into it, shall we? On the Simon Filer podcast. Jan Morris recorded her debut audiobook, Heaven is All About Him is joining me today. Jan came in a couple of years back by now and self-narrated her beautiful poems taken from her journals during her time with God in the mornings. I wanted to catch up for several reasons. Firstly, to see what you've been up to mm-hmm. and see how your audiobook has been received and generally just to have a chat because she is a gorgeous, interesting author and person. Welcome, Jan Morris. Oh, thank you. How yeah. lovely. So how is everything going with your audiobook? Have you been getting good feedback? Yeah, we get some great feedback. I've had it put onto a CD, which I found was a better way for people to receive it. So I've been giving them away as incentives as well. So buy the book and get an audio CD. Awesome. Yeah, so it's I've, I'm really happy that, that I did it. And I even listen to it myself. Oh, that's cool. Yes. <laughs> and you're happy with your narration? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> well, I am. I mean, you uh, we're all our own worst Critics, aren't we? No, I really enjoyed doing it. And um, whereas some of them I think, oh, I should have been a little bit slower on that one. That's actually not me. So it probably wouldn't have come out properly anyway. But yeah, I was very happy with the experience. The experience was really fun. Yeah, it was fun. I remember recording. Oh, didn't I make you a blooper tape? You did. I haven't haven't actually released the blooper tape. But I do have a bit of a giggle with it when I find it. That's funny. All right. Well, so are you still spending time with God in the morning and writing in, in the journal? I am. Not as much as I used to. I used to spend an hour every single morning when I first became a Christian. But, you know, things kind of get a little bit busier and I'm doing a bit more reading. Um, but every time I sit down, I get another poem. So, Wow. Know, I know. So I've been gathering them and putting them in a little file. So there'll be another book. Eventually, and probably another CD. Oh, that's very exciting. That's good that you're still getting that inspiration. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of being a Christian, how did it all come about that you found God and became a Christian? Have you always been a Christian? Uh, well, I used to have to go have to go to church because my dad was in the army, and um, I just remember it being pretty boring. No. <laughs> Sitting in the pews going, why yeah, is this going to take? Yawn, yawn, yawn. But you know, some some um, Christian churches are different to others and I actually found that I don't like Christian churches that just get you to sit and repeat things after them. And So I'm in a church called Rivers Apostolic Centre um, in Slacks Creek. And they basically, Yes, I know, it's called Rivers Apostolic Centre. So it used to be called River of Life. Right. But it's now an apostolic centre. Which Is that um, the one on Paradise Road? Um, It's actually on um, Noel Street. It used to be a big skating rink in its day. I know where you mean, in yeah. behind the Argonaut Centre. Mm, that's yeah. right, the Argonaut Centre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I saw it when they stripped it all back um, to reposition some of the walls when we made it bigger for conferences. And the you know the 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 floor the flooring was all still there. It yeah. Did it make you want to get your skates on? Ooh, <laughs> I used to have the four wheel skates. Yeah, I'm not too sure whether I'd be a, how I'd be with two with two, uh, two the rollerblades. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure I would be very good at that. My legs to go well, all over the place. Actually, I did that. I I crossed over. I used to skate in the 80s. It was really big in the 80s. <laughs> and I skate skateway in Mackay actually. 
But um, I ended up getting roller blades. Now, the di- the mm. worst thing between them, it's not too bad for balance, but roller skates have the stopper on the front. Yeah. And roller blades have the, a wheel. Oh, we, oh, I don't see how that's relevant, unless you have a brake somewhere for that reason. Well, so if you go to stop like you would with your stoppers on mm. skates, you'd lean forward. If you're going to do that on your wheel, you're just going to mm, hit the ground. You are, unless you're very good and you just do a pirouette out of it. <laughs> yeah, well, I can tell you I hit the ground a couple of times. I don't think I ever got to the pirouette level. Well, I just used to do it in our street. I, never, I don't think I ever went to a roller, roller dough or anything like that. Because I was brought up, obviously, in the army, so Malaya and Singapore, places like that. We just roller skated in the street. Oh, cool. Yeah. So when when did you come to Australia? Oh. And how did it come about with your parents? Or? 2001. No, 2001 came with my husband. That was the year so, of 9-11, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, I think oh, so. okay. I think it was before that. I'm going to Google that. Yeah, Google that. Because I think I remember 9-11, I'm sitting outside of the playgroup where my son was and listening to it on the, the news, actually in September my car. September 11, 2001. Must have been 2002 that we came here then. See, at least we're getting our facts so, right I'm now. so sorry for lying on the podcast. <laughs> it's okay, it was so long ago, like oh, it was 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, year. yeah, 20 years, that's right. Wow. And we've been citizens for, so four years after that, just couldn't wait to become a citizen because oh. we didn't want to leave by then. We yeah. realised this was where we're supposed to be and our son was... Um, six in the November, so he was sort of seven when he really started in the schools and yeah. and all of that. And now he's an Aussie bloke. So, what was the inspiration to actually come here? Um, Phil's boss died, and it was um, it was kind of the catalyst. He was in his fifties. He didn't think that he'd be able to get as good a, a job as he already had. Um, and so one day I was cooking lamb chops as you do in the kitchen, <laughs> and he just called out, "Hey, do you fancy going to Australia and having a look round?" Wow. And I have a grandma over here who since died, she died at 100 years and three weeks. From the just... good living down under. <laughs> That's right. So we just came over for six weeks and, and we absolutely loved it. We stayed with friends and we... We actually looked at where all the bad things were and tried to avoid those. Oh, that's clever. You know, like, you know, crocodiles and big spiders and yeah. all of the things. Everything that can kill you is an Australian. We're like, okay, <laughs> we really like it. <laughs> Have you had any experience with any snakes or spiders or any of those things? No, we had a little snake that came across the, the road on a path when John was riding his bike, but it soon scurried away when it saw him. And I think there red redbacks on Hope Island. Um, and my first red back was in Coomera, and I was so excited that I'd actually found a poison <laughs> that I killed it first, oh. obviously, drowned it, <laughs> completely drowned it in Mortine. And <laughs> you get paid for that, I just said Mortine. And then I put it on a saucer, and I took a photo of it, like, next to my face, and sent it to all my sisters. Oh. And they were horrified. <laughs> but you could say, yes, it's dead. I've definitely seen a spider and it's dead. But mm-hmm. I've, I, obviously we've had huntsmen in the yeah, house. They can get pretty big. Yeah, we they? just let the let the geckos run wild and we don't have any of those yeah. anymore. Well, you probably wouldn't be scared anymore being here for 20 years now. It's pretty well, much time. I, I did have an experience just recently where I sprayed a huntsman and it actually ran along the spray and ended up on the can. Did you was, drop that thing? I did. And I was like, <laughs> where did that spider go? And I went to pick up the can and I could see its legs run <gasps> into the can. Well, it got crushed, then I just hit the cabin. Yeah. Well, we've got four girls living in the house, so there's me and my three daughters, so if there's spiders, <laughs> we're all running <laughs> anyway. <in> the <laughs> yeah, money like... spiders and those little ones, those, I don't know what they're called, they've got tiny weeny bodies and great big oh, daddy, daddy long, long legs. legs. In the UK, that's basically where it, that's it. Yeah. You know, little spiders 
that we call money spiders. Yeah. I'm not supposed to kill those for obvious reasons. Yeah. And so, um, do you miss England or no. Wales? UK, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> we say UK in our family because right. we have English, yeah. we have Welsh, and we have British. I'm actually British. Oh, okay. Because I was born in the army in, in a British military hospital in Malaya. So, right. So my passport says British. So, but no. Obviously, I, I miss family. Yeah. And it's sad that they're not here, but there's a reason that I'm here. We actually managed to get a visa within six months of applying, and that is almost never, ever known. Wow. So everything that we did was kind of like, you know, it was just a step that was taking us closer. And we believe that God wants us here. And, mm. you know, whatever it is that we're doing now is what we should be doing. Exactly. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> so, well, that leads me to why Why do you think it's important? Because obviously you're very close with God and your family is. Why do you think it's important for people listening that they should get God into their family? Oh, because it makes a huge difference. We can't keep it too long, but... (laughs) but I just think it makes a huge difference. I was a completely different person. I I lived here for 10 years before I became a Christian. Yeah. Um, But there were certain things that I certainly didn't like about myself. Right. And I just found that I changed. And people say, oh, I don't want to become a Christian, all those rules and regulations. But actually, you know, they're not rules and regulations when you are that close to God that you don't want to do some of the things that... I was doing before. You know? mm. I don't. I don't swear anymore. <laughs> yeah. I still tell jokes, and some of them are a little bit like you could probably think. Well, that might be a little bit on the edge, but <laughs> yeah, I don't do. I'm not. I'm not mean to people anymore. Mm. I don't judge people anymore. I don't gossip anymore. All the things that I used to do, I just yeah. don't do it. And I know I have joy in me and peace. I feel a peace. I can go to people and I can, I can just be with them, and I can feel that the peace they can see the peace and that they actually take that on mm. and i think that's really important especially now yeah I definitely. Mean, goodness what have we all been through and what the one thing that we need is peace and joy and also acceptance that you know this is going on and it's people are blaming it on all sorts of things mm. but the one thing it isn't it's not an act of god so but we have been through some things haven't we yeah, like sure. firstly floods if you think mm. about back to maybe 2011 or yeah, thereabouts yeah then drought, drought then fires, fires yeah. then COVID, yeah. then, and in between that drought as well, particularly for Outback, and next minute we've got all the floods happening again. Yeah. yeah. It's a crazy time. It certainly is. Well, there we go. That's the way the world is at the moment, isn't mm. it? And I'm not going to get into any philosophical <laughs> yeah, well, discussions that's, about... <laughs> that's just the weather. I kind of scratch my head thinking it's very bizarre. But there is like a resurgence at the moment about Psychiana, I think it's called, where people believe what they think or they're starting to talk about what you think about manifests. Mm. And sometimes when we chat and you talk about God, it's kind of the same the <laughs> same thing. That's right. I always I was taught really early on not to come to God with a big long shopping list because he already knows what you want. And so sitting there saying please can I, can you help me with this and please do this and what I need is that. He already knows that. So, you know, it's like a child. You know what your child wants. Yeah. It's nice for them to come and ask you, um, but you don't need to do it constantly and consistently mm. because usually if your child wants something, you actually want that for them as long as it's not going to hurt them. And so they're going to get it eventually. So yeah. the way that I look at prayer is is I go in and I thank him for the things that he knows I want. And sometimes I underline a few things. <laughs> And it's obviously worked for you, hasn't it? Yes, yeah, for sure. Mm. I, I usually know what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing. The book is is definitely a huge example of that. I mean, I was in MLM before this, can you believe it? 
making some money um, in the MLM industry and MLM multi-level marketing right. network marketing okay. what else they call it direct sell and um, I was doing okay we had the free car and you know we got we got um, free trips and things like that but there was something missing and that it was through that particular MLM that I discovered what being a Christian was all about because my mentor and my leader she was a born-again Christian and she was absolutely amazing and then she, she died. She was also the inspiration. Yeah, she yeah. was the inspiration behind Heaven is All About Yeah, Him. that's right. So, you know, I was writing these poems and, and then I'd think, oh, I don't think that one's for me. And I, and I would get somebody's name. So I would send them the poem and they would come back to me with something like, oh, my gosh, I was praying about this morning. Or, you know, my sister was talking about this. And it was always like, oh, how interesting. So I would talk to Christine about, isn't that weird that that's happening? She would just look at me and go, that's God, that's Holy Spirit. And I'd be like, really? He actually talks to you and other people through what I'm doing? And she said, yes, he does that through everybody. If you listen, mm-hmm. there's a scripture that says, be still. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not still and know that it's God, then you're not going to get, you're not going to hear him mm-hmm. when he speaks to you. So I did, was doing that for a little while when she got sick. We knew that it wasn't good because she had motor neuron disease. And it actually took four years for her to pass. And she's in heaven now. We totally believe that. But each time I got a poem, I would pass it on. And the people that received the poems were like, wow, Jan, this is a, you know, a little ministry, a little poetry ministry. So um, when she did pass, my friends were saying, we need to put them in a book so that we can share them with others. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Anyway, I did. I ordered 50 books because <laughs> I was a bit of a wuss. <laughs> and when it, when it came out, it was, um, oh my gosh, it was, it was the scariest thing that I've ever done. Wow, well, congratulations. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. And it's still making a difference now. In fact, when people buy a book, I actually pick a poem for them. And sometimes I get that just by flicking through and stopping. Sometimes I get that through um, a scripture, and there's scriptures in there, in some of them at the bottom of the the poems. And sometimes it's just, um, I know which poem it is, or I know what page it is Mm. when I get a page. And I haven't had anyone come back to me and say, I've no idea what that is. Actually, I did. I had one lady who came back and she was a lady who was in a Christian group and she's blind and she's a businesswoman, a blind businesswoman. I used to think, oh my gosh, how amazing are you? That's inspirational. I know. And so this particular day, I just felt like God said, go into the group and ask if anybody wants a poem. So I did that and I had about 15 or 20 of the ladies saying, oh, I'd love a poem. So I was sending them the poems in Messenger, just doing the whole flicking through the book and picking them like that. And I came to the one for this lady. I didn't know her very well, but it was the shortest poem in the whole book and it was about children and it was about how you know my goodness they just keep you running all day but at the end of the day when they're lying in their bed you reach over and you stroke their cheek yeah it was all in rhyme by the way (laughs) and you know you just know that that you just love them so much like beyond anything else and so I didn't know anything about her I sent it to her and the reply came back oh that's very nice I don't have children but I can see that people who do would love that I was so disappointed and I was like, God, like what, what was that all about? And I actually very clearly got, it's me stroking her cheek. And I was like, oh, yeah. The Holy Spirit just (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) And I thought, oh my gosh, that's, that's him telling her that you're my child. And with all your busyness at the end of the day, that's what I do. So I actually relayed that to her and I didn't hear from her for probably a whole day. And she just said, I'm completely undone. She said that really touched me and I was like, oh, you did it, even though I didn't believe it was the right poem. (laughs) And then I hear what I get 
what I consider to be the huff of God. He kind of like, told you so. Did you not know me well enough? Mm. Sometimes I get high fives. If something goes by, I go, yeah. And I get like a big high five from God. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. It's fun as well. I think that God's got a great sense of humour because otherwise, why would I be here? Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful that you have God so close to you and that he speaks through you. And I think everybody's capable of doing that. You know, not necessarily going through a church or something. It's just exactly what you said. Yeah. Being, you know, being still within and letting him... Letting him speak letting to you. It's come. Holy Spirit that speaks to you from God. Yeah, the thing that I, that I really kind of struggled with you know, in the church before but not a born-again Christian was that the Bible was so hard to read and it was just all full of fire and brimstone and, and all of that stuff and it just oh, so boring. I don't find it boring now because I know which bits, you know, I know where to look for inspiration. Um, but also the repeating, you don't need to go to a priest or a holy person to get forgiveness because God will forgive you if you ask him. Nobody needs to do it for you. The only person that speaks on your behalf is Jesus. Yeah. So if you're not speaking to Jesus or the Holy Spirit, um, you can talk directly to God. You certainly don't need to. I'm probably going to upset some people now. You don't need to go to a priest or a or a vicar to ask for forgiveness because yeah. although although they obviously have God in them and they're speaking to God all the time, it's up to you to get to God first. And I'm just telling what you think. He already knows what you mm. what you know, what you think. So I'm actually I've listened to this guy called Brian Scott, and he reads out excerpts from people that wrote books back in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Yeah. And yeah, one of them is Sagiana. I think his name is Frank B. Robinson, and there's another guy called Neville Goddard who uses the Bible to make you understand that if you do quiet your mind, you can talk to God, that God mm. will talk to you. So I'm, I've only recently found these, and I'm finding it fascinating. Mm. And, and it's really making an improvement in my life, you know. Yeah. It's making – I feel happier, and I feel more at peace, and, mm. you know, I don't think I'm yelling at most kids as much. <laughs> I think as well the the whole what would Jesus do or what would Jesus say always gets you in the right frame of mind because you know if you're out in the car and somebody cuts you off and Jesus really was sitting next to you <laughs> la, 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 you just go oh bless you I hope you have a lovely day was I in your way so sorry and then you just look at Jesus and smile yeah <laughs> exactly not not snapping off in a road rage oh, no. <laughs> that's funny. All right, well, thank you for sharing that. That's really mm. lovely to, to talk to you about that. So we've just been, like we mentioned before, through the whole COVID ordeal here, although mm. we've been very lucky we here have, in Australia. But how did you deal with the lockdowns? How did that affect you guys, you and your family? Um, well, we don't have much family. We don't have family here because they're all in the UK. I mean, they're really suffering a lot. It's over 100,000 people that have died there, and they're all in lockdown. And my mum and sister, as I was saying to you before, haven't been out of the house for for over a year uh, mm. but we we cope with it really well because there is only philip and i in the house and we rub along together really well you know he can sit on the patio and do what he wants to do i'm usually upstairs doing something mm. that i'm doing um it was hard not to see our son for six months and phil stopped working because he was ubering and he's in his 70s so we just yeah. well he knew straight away that he didn't think that going to the airport was a very good idea no. and our son was starting to you know really worry about that kind of thing. So um, luckily our son, he he um, creates websites, his website designer, so he was able to do that from home. 
and hasn't lo- hasn't really lost. He lost a job but got another one the following day. So, oh, that's Because he is very good at what he does. But, um, yeah, with me, it was, I couldn't see people as much. I couldn't network as much. Yeah, you're a very um, social butterfly. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I, and I wouldn't say that, you know, it devastated me. But, you know, you can get onto Skype and you can ring people. But the networking brings me brings me work so yeah so that was hard so my work you know sort of slowed down a bit I didn't sell as many books um as you know I do Jan's scribbly videos yeah as I was well. going to ask you what you're yeah, doing so that's yeah. what your main concentration is at yeah the I, I believe that that that's you know knowing that being an author isn't something that's going to bring you massive riches and unless you write a bit you know a bestseller yeah um which yeah I can't see me sitting down for like four or five years writing a novel or anything like that <laughs> I just that's just not me and yeah. I get my inspiration as I sit I don't even think about what I'm going to write it just comes mm. so I think that the the scribbly videos which are like the whiteboard videos I just saw that online it was a really great price like you know a, a lifetime price for $27 or something. and I started playing with them and I did a few for my books I did a few you know just birthday cards and congratulations and then somebody else said oh could you do me something like this and I went oh yeah okay so and I loved doing it and it was fun and then somebody very close to me said you should be charging for that <laughs> so I started charging like 50 bucks oh that's um, cheap as cheap very cheap and so then I had um people on Facebook asking you know oh could you do this for me and then I would start advertising on Facebook mm-hmm. and getting a few more people and so I was probably doing you know, a few a month or more than a few a month and it was bringing in a little bit of income which was great yeah. and I believe that's what God gave it to me for yeah. and since then I've honed my craft yeah and I'm much better at it than I was and I'm getting I'm into the color stuff now as well and yes. in fact I'm, I'm doing another training program through um the the platform that I use the doodly platform to try and get a little bit extra in there but yeah for sure if it hadn't been for the doodlies I probably wouldn't be making rent <laughs> mm. so we've both both been on JobKeeper, which has been great. Yeah. And, and I've also released the video, the grid, the, the gridio, the gridio. The gridio. Okay. <laughs> the video <laughs> course, which is called Jesus 101 for the New Christian. And it's kind of helping people who are Christians and maybe haven't dug deep or have come from a Christian background and want to know what it's all about or have got somebody in their life that's new and want to help them. So it's basically mm. the very, very first step basic who's jesus where did where did the devil come from mm. like who are the who are the angels that were sent down with him who is abraham what happened with noah all of those things that that you think about when you're with christians and christians maybe talk about them and then you think oh i don't really know about that so it shuts you down mm. so just to give you confidence and to to know what's behind the scenes and and then from that you can go on to other things it's it's a little bit spiritual it's not doesn't dig that deep into you know what does go on in the spiritual realm just gives you the foundations yeah the foundations and then I, I have noticed some people aren't christians are using it so that's really encouraging and i've been giving it away i've been giving it a half price and uh so how and, can people get get onto that how can oh they um that? it's on the udemy platform u-d-e-m-y right and if they just um put in their jesus 101 for the new christian it'll pop up okay and sometimes it's they put it up and put it on half price so if they um, they're actually um, doing it for me, putting the prices down and sending it out there with all their blasts. You know, they're doing the advertising for them. I get half of what they what they make. But if I somebody does it through my link, then I get 
the whole of the money. It's $25, basically. Okay. And it's actually 24 videos face-to-face with me. So it's just like we're doing now, sitting down and saying, did you know, you know, that this happened? Did you know who this was? Um, I've, I've then, had a look at a couple of the videos. I think you? you've done a great job. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah. It's very hard to look at yourself <laughs> doing that, as you probably know. Um, and then there's ten of the scribbly videos in there as well. And there's a workbook, which is um, an eighty-four and eighty. You pages. are a busy bee, aren't you? I have you? been a busy bee. And that's like been... I did nothing during COVID <laughs> apart from I did a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's been sitting on my shelf though for four years because it was what Christine. Um, my mentor taught me when we when we first became a Christian. Right. Yeah, before we got into all the whole oh, spiritual Holy Spirit stuff. Legacy, yeah, maybe, for her. It is. It mm-hmm. is. And I did speak to her husband and said, I just want to teach people the way that she did. Because if you're in a big church, you know, you can join groups. And, and a lot of churches have fantastic Bible studies out there. But there are people like me who find that boring. Mm. You know, I don't want to sit down with a few other people and, and go through it and, you know, and then do homework and have to bring it back. That's, yeah. To me, the word homework, eh, not it's very like good no memories. Go. <laughs> But you can do homework on your own, or you can do it with a few friends. So you can get together if you want to, but you can also do it whenever you feel like you you want to. You don't have to do it at certain times. Well, I I think I asked you. I was going to ask you what are you up to nowadays. So I think I just did that. Yeah, you just did that. I'm also obviously still doing scribblies. Um, yeah. I'm still doing the Logan City Women in Business. I'm I'm um, on their committee. So we do that. Oh, you're on the month. committee now. Yes, oh, that's I awesome. that. I've been no. on the committee for a couple of years now. I'm also. I've actually um, been watching people who have virtual assistants and looked into what virtual assistants do. And I've noticed that most virtual assistants are like a monthly thing that you have to pay for monthly. And some of them can be pretty pretty steep if you've got a lot that you need doing. So what I've actually done is is set up um, yourvirtualtemp.com. And what that is, is like if you suddenly need a PowerPoint for something and you know that you're not going to be able to do a very good job, I can do that for you. Mm-hmm. If you want something editing, I can do that for you. If you want me to write a post, I can do that for you. If you want me to come along and help you with a, with um, at a venue that you've got you know, something going on, like an event, I can do that for you. Uh, I can do memes for for um, Facebook. I can write posts on Facebook. So it's all the little things that you think, oh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to see my face with something funny. I can do that for you. <laughs> so it's all the little tiny bits and pieces that... Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, so, um, so it's not sort of like, oh, I'm going to have to pay $150 a month to get her to do that. It'll be a one-off payment. I haven't actually worked out the payment yet. I want to see first what, what people want yeah. and how I can help them. Because I love doing stuff like that. I'm very artistic. I'm very, I always say that um, I have an eye for excellent and a way with words. Mm. So that's basically where I come from. Mm, very creative. And people can find you? Oh, well, I'm on Facebook, just Jan Morris. I have IamJanMorris.com is my, is my website. And as you go on to IamJanMorris.com, there are links to... Jan Scribbly Videos, Jan Morris Author, or Janet Elizabeth Author. Yeah, there's also a little link to the Jesus 101 for the New Christian. And there's a link to the MLM that I'm still helping customers with. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah, so they can click on there and live clean. No nasty nasty stuff in your house. Yeah, and that's and they do makeup in all sorts. <laughs> well, they don't do makeup now. They stopped doing makeup now. But yeah, they do skincare. They're really into collagen and... And just help, just being healthy, you know, getting rid of all the nasties in your shampoos, your conditioners, things you're washing your houses with. Mm. Definitely causes issues in the hormones, in the hormonal system. So, well, yeah. that's a whole nother podcast. It certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed having a chat yeah. with you and opening up and talking about God and, mm. and many other things. And all the best with everything. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. And my guests from around the world. Thank you for being a part of this show. The Simon Filer Podcast. 
Catch you next time. It's a wrap.